Okay, let's go to Colossians chapter 3. We're going to just recap for just a moment to pick up uh, where we were at last week. We talked about last week, we, we had the title having to be Blessings or Wrath, which one is going to fall on who? And we had to find out who was the us and who was the they. And hopefully the us is on the blessing side and we don't end up on the they side. Okay? So I just wanted to, to touch base on here because hopefully we'll get to the end in Romans. Um, so what I did was, I just, I didn't really know what to name this. So it just came to me, why are people crazy? And the reason is, is because what's going on in our world today in 2021 all you have to do is scan through the news, and you're like, I cannot believe this is happening in our country today. So anyway, I had to do it. Why are people crazy? But there's a reason why, and the Scripture shows us, you know, we talk about as in the days of Noah, what happened during that time, during the time of building of the Tower of Babel, what was happening during that time. Uh, you see that in periods of time in Scripture and in history, People just lose it, and there's a reason why they lose it, and uh, and hopefully we'll get there in Romans so I don't jump too far ahead. Okay, number one, I put down here, you're going to start seeing some things in our minds. You're going to see this a lot of times about our minds, so it really has to do with the mindset, and this is something to what we can control. We can control what what goes in these eye gates, what goes in the ear gates, what goes in our senses what goes in our flesh senses we can control you can control what you read what you hear what you watch you can control all of that what you feed yourself is what you're going to produce whatever fertilizer you're putting in your body that's the fruit you're going to grow okay and whatever seeds you're planting in there if they're good seeds you'll grow good fruit but if they're bad seeds you're going to only grow bad fruit that's just the way it is the scripture talks about that and right now, evidently, over the period of the last few years, and I'm talking years as for the last probably 40, 50 years, there's been a lot of bad seed sown in our school systems in different places because I think the principle of the seed is always this. You don't plant a seed today and you get a full crop tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. It takes seed time and harvest. To happen and a lot of times you you won't know until they actually the fruit starts to bear if the seed was any good to start with so all of this in, in Yahweh used this all through his scriptures and he's talking about us as people also okay so verse 1 it says if then you have been raised with Messiah if we're saved and if we believe that Yeshua is our king seek things that are above he's telling us that we have something to do He's telling us that we have to seek these things. He's not just going to drop them in our lap, okay? There has to be something that we do. Seek these things that are above. Remember last week we talked about this, that judgment comes from heaven, not from men. Remember we had that little quote from Halisa? You have to remember all judgment, all justice is going to come down from heaven, not from men. So we're seeing that he's telling us that we are to seek things that are above. Why? Because that's where justice is going to come down from. We need to have our mindset on him where Messiah is. Seated at the right hand of Elohim. Then he says this, verse 2, set your minds on things that are above, 
In other words, set your mind on things that are heavenly, not on the things of the earth, which are the things of the flesh. So it's important that we start off with a mindset. A mindset is very important because we can control that portion. Reading this word and praying and having fellowship with him is how we set our minds on the things that are above. It isn't just going to happen just by you going through the motions. Okay? Let's jump down to verse 5, and it says this. We are to do something. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. If there's things that's earthly in us, and he names them, sexual immorality, impurities, passions, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because we said this last week in verse 6. On the account of these, what happens? The very wrath of Elohim is coming. So, guys, you can't stay the wrath. We can't pray that the wrath is not going to come because the wrath is coming. The thing is, is we need to be in a place to where the wrath, because he says the wrath is not coming to the children of Elohim. It's not coming to me and you if our mind is on the things of above and we're not practicing the things that are earthly. This is a warning that Paul was given to the congregation at Colossus. Or right, let's jump over to Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 8. We're going to read a few scriptures, you know, jumping pretty quick probably. I say that and I'll be hung up on one and be 15 minutes on it. You know how I do. All right, Deuteronomy 12, verse 8, it says, You shall do according, I'm sorry, let me back up. You shall not do. That's important that you put the word not there when it's there. Amen? Or here we'll be, blind leading the blind right off into finding some acorns. Okay. You shall not do according to all that you are doing here today. So, what were they doing? Everyone doing whatever is right, how? In his own eyes. He's telling them that you should not do what you're doing today. Everybody is... Everybody in here has an opinion. Everybody in here has an opinion about celery. Okay? We, I use this because you know my opinion on it. But everybody's opinion about celery isn't my opinion. Some people love it. It's of the devil, but some people love it. Yeah, that's right. Some people love it. But what I'm saying is, is so if you have one person trying to rule this and everybody's mindset, you have total chaos is what you have and so he's telling them in Deuteronomy he says everyone doing what was right in their own eyes and then he says this in verse 9 and I look at this not only was this about when they were fixing to go into the land I look at that prophetic of what's going on today and it says this for you have not yet come to the rest and to the inheritance that Yahweh your Elohim has given you so I know that they were talking about in context going into the land, but guess what? We're still going into a land. We're not, we've not obtained our rest and our inheritance yet. And so as we're on this journey, then guess what? You can't do what's right in your own eyes. You have to do what's in the pages of this book. Always do this because when you stay within the pages of this book, then and only then can we survive and not kill one another. Amen? Just putting it like it is. So he tells us that we are not to be a people that will do right in his own eyes. You can think back if you would like to. Let's go to Proverbs 12, 26. 
Because right now, what is happening in our society today, there are people out there doing what is right in their own eyes. And what they're doing is, is they're encroaching on the rights of others. In other words, they're burning their businesses down. You have no, I don't have a right to go in there and just set somebody's field on fire or to go burn somebody's house down because I have a, they have a different view than they have. But yet, what's happening is, and we talked about this a little bit last week, it's sad when somebody, there's a difference between a protester and a rioter. Amen? And destruction of people's property is that dividing line of somebody protesting and somebody that's a rioter or one who's destroying property. But yet, we have people in leadership because it's of their view then they're saying that the destruction of buildings and this, that, and the other, no, that's a peaceful protest. They're having a peaceful protest, and behind them there's fires and people's cars is on fire. That is not, this is because what, guys, I'm just telling you, years ago when we first, when I first started as a puppy and started preaching, you know, I was saying these days are coming. Guys, these days are here. These days are fast here, accelerating, and the foot is on the gas with what's happening in today's society. And we have no rule of law now. We don't even have a rule of regular standard law, even in this country, to where there, how do you handle situations? No matter what you do, no matter what, a policeman, I wouldn't be a policeman for, you couldn't pay me a hundred gold monkeys to be a policeman. That's a lot of money. I honor them. Oh, do I honor them? Absolutely, I honor them. And I'll tell you what we do. When I see one in a restaurant, I buy his meal. We buy his meal. That's what we do. I see them in there. I'll say, hey, I got their check. I'll pick their check up. Amen. They follow me around. want to know where I'm going to eat. But the thing about it is, but that's what we do. I honor them because I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't have that job. I wouldn't have, not now, not today. No, they wouldn't have mine either. That's right. They might start buying me meals if they knew they had to be called to preach. But the thing about it is, is this. I, I look. It, it Look, I wouldn't have it. I'm just, I, I feel, but I, I support our people. You know, here they are doing the best they can. They're just common people like me and you, trying to make a living, trying to make, you know, just go and just serve. They're trying to serve people. You know, they got a job to do and, let me just ask you this. Most of us who's ever had a job, have, have you been perfect in your job? No. I'm sure that you probably burn up a few things. You know, no, we make mistakes. The thing about them, they're, they're people. They're, they, they have wives and they have children, and they, you know, and they don't need all this stress that's on them. They are under a microscope. They can't even burp without somebody giving them a breath test. They don't get paid either. I'm just saying. It's just, it's really, really sad. But this is what happens when there's no rule of law. This is what happens when there's Torahlessness. What does it say whenever the people in the end time is going to not let us in, open the gates to us? What is he going to tell them? He's not going to say, depart from me, you who didn't confess my son is your savior. He's not going to say that. He says, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never had a relationship with you. That's what he's going to tell them. Relationship starts with Yeshua. That's where the relationship. But the lawlessness, 
is, is not doing what's in the pages of this book. Doing what's right in your own eyes and calling it God is really what it is. Okay, so this is the reason why the wrath of Elohim is coming. Verse 12, I mean chapter 12, verse 26, what does it say? It says, the one who is righteous, I'm in the ESV, the one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor. But the way of the wicked does what? Leads them astray. You know what? Both are given directions. Which way is it home? The righteous is saying this is the way home, and the wicked is saying this is the way home. This is the way home, or this is the way home. This is what, what's happening. Both are definitely going to give you directions. Understand this, that the wicked, and that's just what's happening today, they're fighting in Washington of whose right it is to rule. To the place to where they're trying to change from packing courts to changing filibusters to changing everything because they don't want the other side to be able to have a voice. And this works both ways. I'm not saying, I'm just saying this works both ways. This is not the way it's supposed to be because what are they doing? We have a constitution. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But it is one. But you know what? We have the scriptures. Is it perfect? Absolutely it is. It is absolutely it is. And this is what we're going to do. You don't have the rule of law. You have chaos. So it says the one who is righteous guides his neighbor but the one who's wicked leads them astray. Both are giving directions. Proverbs 21, verse 2. Solomon, I believe. It says, Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but Yahweh weighs their heart. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to Yahweh than sacrifice. I need you to let that sink in just a minute. A lot of people are into the sacrifices. I bring my sacrifice because that's my duty. No, your duty is to do righteousness and justice. And then you bring your sacrifice. Yeshua says when you come to the altar with your sacrifice, what does he tell you? If you have all going on, you leave it, you go make things right, and then you come back. Because he's telling us, here, that to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable than the sacrifices. Because the sacrifices are really to reflect what we believe and what we do. Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked, they're what? Sin. Okay, Matthew 24. Verse 9. With me, Arnold. It's right there in the end. I'm here. Matthew 24. Amen. <laughs> Work with me, Arnold. It's right there in the end. It's sort of like, okay. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. Who will do this? The people who are doing right in their own eyes. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. All of those who do and believe. Proverbs 23.1. You're going to be hated for his namesake. Verse 10, it says, Then the many will fall away. It didn't say a few. He knows how to say few, and he knows how to say many. Okay, many is way more than few. Just to put it out there, just to let you know, relationships and percentages and all of these things, it's important that we know this. 
It says, then the many, it didn't say may, it says will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Guys, we have today families hating on family members. We have people because of different views. I'm talking about people. Now, I'm just, I'm going to meddle here just for a moment. This is crazy. But if you have a family today, and this is, I'm just going to use this one example. You can have a family member who's Republican or Democrat, and if the other's the opposite, they won't speak to one another. They hate one another all because of a political view. I'm like, really? What in the world? That is not your salvation. That may be a belief of conservative versus liberal and what, however you want to define that. That's one thing. But to turn around and, and sit there and hate your brother because you don't have the same view, and knowing when it's all said and done, probably both views are going to be wrong. It's because they're still not totally. This is the view that Yahweh judges from where justice comes from where? The heavenlies, not from men of earth. Okay? Guys, I'm just telling you this because, like I said, the wrath of Elohim is not for you. Not to say that some people won't be martyrs, but like I said, this is all preparation for Revelation. Getting in the book of Revelation. Because too many people in the past, Revelation is not doom and gloom. Revelation is a of Egypt for those who believe in Yahweh. But it is destruction for those of Egypt, the world, that do not follow his ways. you got to understand this. You can't be afraid of the journey. you got to trust that he's got you in this journey. You can't be afraid of the flood when it comes because he's got you in a boat. He's got you in an ark. You have to understand if there's destruction, there's salvation in the rain. It's the same thing. And we, we're going over this and over this to let you know that you need to know, you need to make your calling and election sure with the man you. This is not on me, this is on you. I have my own that I got to deal with to make sure that I, I'm ready in the boat before that rain starts falling. Or that I'm on the right place at the right time with Moses doing what he needs to do. If he gets tired, I'm going to be up there trying to hold his hands up. Amen. That's what we need to be doing as a people. Because this is coming. This is happening right now in the streets of America. And really all over the world. But guys, this is the scary part. Verse 11. Because now he's talking about people that call themselves believers. It says there's many false prophets will arise. And lead many astray. Sounds like what we read in Proverbs 12, didn't it? The righteous will guide them, but the wicked will lead them astray. There's many false prophets. He used the word many again. There's a lot of people preaching that two-thirds of this book is done away with. And if you're teaching that from Genesis to Malachi, if this has been done away with, then guess what? You're a false prophet. Because this, I'm just speaking, this is this ain't no time to be mincing words no more. You know, I'm just telling you, you may not know the difference, you may not understand what you're doing, but I'm just saying, here's the problem. The problem is, if you're a lay person, you don't understand that's one thing, but when you're a shepherd and you stand behind this pulpit, and you're saying two-thirds of this word's done away with you, and heap of trouble. You're in heap, you're many, you're in the many group. You're in the many group, I'm just saying. Because what you're doing is, is you're leading people astray. The sacrifices, Yeshua is our sacrifice. We can learn from the sacrifices in here, spiritually, 
to know how to apply and know how to operate in our life. But the other laws and commandments and all of that in here is for us today. He did not die to do away with this book. That is as crazy. Why are people crazy? That's, that's as crazy. I mean, think about what you're saying. All right, Yeshua died. He died, and, and he done away with all of his father's law. I mean, how, how do you think? Oh, I'm sorry, son, I made a mistake. I gave all these people these laws all these years, and it was just too hard on them. I'm sorry. So you got to go down there. You got to give up your life, and you're going to die because of my mistake, because I'm not smart enough to know that the people can't. That's what they're saying. When you say that Yeshua died, that the law is done away with. No, his word is still active and alive today. It's, his, it's our very life. And it's love. Everything in there is for a reason for us to do so that we would love one another. Because when we start doing things in our own eyes, we're killing one another. We're not loving one another. Where am I at? Verse 12. Because of what? Lawlessness will be increased. Guys, it's here in our doorstep. Lawlessness will increase. And the love of many will grow what? Cold. And this is what's happening. But, he says this, the one who endures to the end will be saved. All right, I just want to read you the word uh, endurance. I want to give you a definition of endurance. Endurance is this, the ability to withstand hardship or adversity. Or the ability to sustain a prolonged stressful effort or an activity. This is what endurance is. So he's telling the ones who endures. What does he say in Philippians 4.13? We all know this. I can do all things through Messiah who strengthens me. He gives us the strength to be able to do, but our mindset. We have to have our minds made up. We better have this mark on us. Satan is marking his people. The mark of the beast, but Yahweh is marking his people, and he's marking his people with his word. That's what he's marking them with. What the blood is, is the blood is the barrier that he doesn't destroy us by his wrath because of sin that we've committed in the past and we've repented of. But we need to be marked with his mindset and not our mindset. Okay. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Verse 18, we're going to start in 18. Because like I said last week, we talked about the wrath. It says this, for the wrath of Elohim is revealed from where? From heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Who by their, unrighteous, by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. I want you to get what I just said. You'd like to underline your Bible, you need to underline what they're doing is is, is the wrath of God is revealed from where? Judgment comes from heaven, not from man. So guess what? It's going to be revealed in His coming. There's nothing you can do to stop it. But these people who are ungodly and unrighteous, these men and these women, they're doing something today. They're suppressing the truth. This is important. They're saying... 
that he doesn't mean exactly what he's saying. It doesn't really mean that. That verse doesn't really mean this. Or this one. When you suppress the truth, there's a big issue. Verse 19. For what can be known about Elohim is plain to them because Elohim has shown it to them. Now, I'm, I'm slowing down. I want to get something here. Creation itself shows you that there's an Elohim. But you've got to listen. and You've got to be able to see. Again, he said this in verse 19. For what can be known about Elohim is plain. It's not complex. It's plain to them, for Elohim has shown it to them. I don't care if you're an atheist or not. He's shown you the truth. He's shown you by very creation because this is the truth. You can say, you can deny, you can do whatever you want to do. You can say whatever, it doesn't matter. He's saying that I have shown it to you. Verse 20, it says, for his invisible attributes, mainly, mainly um, his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. What does he say next? So that they are without what? Excuse. So there's nobody that's going to be able to stand before our maker in that day and say, I didn't know. There's no excuse. We sort of have something in our books. Ignorance of the law is what? Ooh, wonder where they got that from. Probably from Paul or some of the writings. Look, what I'm saying is, is if the individual really and truly has the right mindset to be, to have the, I don't want to say to be good, that's not the right word. But if a person really wants to know if there's an Elohim, he will show it to you. And that he shows you by his very creation. Look at us, how complex this society is. How you can take a man and a woman, he puts it together, and you can make little bitty people. You know, hopefully not little bitty crazy people, but little bitty good people. You know what I mean? But if you think about it, this is amazing, the creation. And this, to think that we come from an ooze, whatever, a burp, or whatever happened, something colliding, something collides, but there wasn't nothing to collide, but it collides. Help me, you know what I'm saying? He's just trying to tell us, look at nature. Death, burial, and resurrection is all around us. Winter, we come out of winter, now green shows up. I mean, it's just, you know, it's amazing, his creation. And he's telling us, and his word is true. He says, nobody has an excuse. I've laid it out in creation. I don't even need. He don't need me to tell you anything. What he's saying is, is he's laid it out in creation. Creation speaks that there's a creator. That's what he's saying here. There's no excuse. For people in a faraway way, there's just no excuse. What he's saying. Verse 21. For although they knew Elohim, they did not honor him as Elohim or give thanks to him. Now we're getting down to the crux of what's happening here. Why are people crazy? I'm fixing to show you the answer. It's in Romans chapter 1. Because people that knew Elohim, that knows that there really is an Elohim, and knows that we as people aren't God, but there is somebody higher power than we are, 
It says, even though they knew, they did not honor or they didn't give thanks. But they became futile in their what? We've been talking about the mind. Their mindset, they become futile in their thinking. They don't want a power over them. They don't want Yahweh. They want to be boss. So they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Verse 22, claiming to be wise. That's what he warned us about in Deuteronomy 12, 8. Do not do right in your own eyes. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. That's what claiming to be wise means. You're doing what's right in your own eyes. That's really what that means. That's the definition. And what did they do? They exchanged, and this is where people got crazy. They exchanged something. You, he gave it to you. He gives it to everybody. He gives his, his glory. He gives everybody opportunity. But these people exchanged his glory of the immortal Elohim for images, idolatry, resembling mortal man, birds, animals, and creeping things. So what the people do is people exchange the truth for a lie. Verse 24, therefore Elohim gave them up to the lust of their own hearts, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their own bodies among themselves. Verse 25, because they exchanged the truth about Elohim for what? A lie. Guys, if that's not marked in your scriptures, it has to be marked. Because when you exchange this for a lie, it will make you crazy. Because you're going to go by every wind of doctrine. Whatever somebody comes and tells you. There's not a lot of leaders in this world. There is a truckload of followers. And that's why when you have somebody show up with a microphone. And start they excite people. And then they run off and go do something. You see this over and over and over again. There's not a lot of people that take the lead. But they know how to excite or lead somebody astray and get them worked up. And they'll go off and do something crazy. It's just what happens. And these people, if you exchange the truth for a lie, and they worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And because of this, this is what he's saying. For this reason, verse 26, for this reason... Elohim did something. He gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that were contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up their natural relation with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Sounds like in the days of Noah. Sounds like in the times of Lot. And it sounds like definitely today with all the different letters they have attached to it. Men committing shameful acts with men and receiving themselves the due penalty for what? Their error. What is their error? They exchange the truth for a lie. And you have probably now a large percentage of the church today saying that this is normal. That that verse is normal. 
that the people who are acting and are like this are normal. Well, if that's normal, then we are abnormal. It both can't be normal. Okay? I'm just saying, take it easy. Just think about what's happening. But what he's telling you is, is this. And if these pastors would read this, he tells you right this, is because when they exchanged the truth for a lie, he turned them over to a reprobate mind, a debased mind. There again, that mind, our mind, what is our mind set on? Their mind was set, was set on doing the things that they wanted to do. And after a period of time, he turned them over to do the things that they wanted to do. What did he do? He just removed his Holy Spirit from them. Because remember we talked about last week? Y'all got to remember where I'm at, verse 28. Remember last week we talked about the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit's job is. The Holy Spirit's job for those who are believers is to comfort and to, and to teach. That's what his job is. But for those who are practicing sin, what is the Holy Spirit's job? To, that's right, to convict and oppose those because you're in sin. You're not doing the things. The Holy Spirit's doing his job. Where are you? If you feel that the Holy Spirit is stiff-arming you, you need to take, a, you know, inventory of yourself if you're, not in the com- if you're not in the comfort in the teaching side of things. We just can't assume just because you go to church that you're on the comfort and you're on your teaching side of things because you may be practicing sin and not know it or you may be practicing sin and knowing it. And what happens is, is there's an opposition force against you and, you, and it's there because Yahweh loves you. But guess what? Will his spirit always strive with man? He says it won't. And dude, and do debts, you don't want that to happen. You do not want his spirit to be removed from you because you don't know how far down a road you can go because you have no moral compass anymore. You have no way to discern right and wrong. You have no Holy Spirit to help guide you or buffet you. You're, you're just, the wind is blowing and your sails is taking you wherever and it ain't taking you in the right direction. And the scary part about it is, is when you have a debased mind, you can't think right. You have no, you have no conviction anymore. There's no condemnation. It's just, and, and this is what's happened to people. They are people that are, well, I better hush. Let's go to verse 28. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge Elohim, Elohim gave them up to a debased mind. There's that mind again. Yahweh gave them up to a debased mind. He said, I'm tired of arguing with you. You think you know best? Have at it. I've removed my spirit from you. This is what's going to happen. To do what ought not to be done. It happened in the days of Noah. Where have we seen these things before? We've seen it in Lot, Sodom, and Gomorrah. Look, homosexuality wasn't the problem in Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, what, what was the whole sin, the sin issue? He said, I gave you plenty and you didn't help the poor. You didn't help the poor and the needy. I gave you plenty and you selfishly, you debased. The father says that he's the father to who? The widows and the orphans and the poor. And when you sit there and you have plenty and he blesses you and you turn your back on the poor, the widow, the orphans, that ain't good. And they did that, and what did he do? He turned them over to a debased mind. 
Because pure and undefiled religion is what? Taking care of the widow and the orphans. And learning and, and, and doing in obedience to his word. That's pure and undefiled religion. Almost did a dance move there. Did y'all see that? Almost did a turkazia. Okay, verse 29. Because he gave them over, and this is what happens. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanders, haters of Elohim, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil. Oh, now they're inventing evil. It's not that evil wasn't bad enough. They got to invent something. Disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. And what did Colossians 3, 6 say about this? On account of this, the wrath of Elohim is coming. Guys, this is what's scary. Is verse 32. Because this is going on today in our government. Let it sink in. This is going on today in the people who have taken an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. Who We are a country of laws. I don't care what country you live in. You got a law somewhere. Good or bad, you got laws. Yahweh has word. But listen to what it says. Though they know Elohim's righteous decree. That those who practice such things deserve to die. You, you track into what he's saying? Though they know that Yahweh is righteous and his decrees are righteous. And that those who practice such things deserve to die. In other words, all the things of the works of the flesh. They not only do them. But they give approval to those who practice them. Now you tell me that we haven't been seeing that in, these, in this last year. To where people, remember what I said? What's the difference between a riot and a protest? It, it, and then, when you have a group of people, when people are destroying in the name of protest, when they're destroying people's property, and then you have the people who is in Congress, in the pre, whatever, the government, sitting there standing, and they are approving that. They know it's wrong because if you turn around and if, there is, if it's against what you believe, it's now a riot and you're going to go to jail. Now, they're not up until this last little moment, they're starting to arrest a few people in these riotings that's going on today. But in January the 6th, whenever they went into the Capitol, there are over four to five or six hundred people they've already arrested. And the thing about it is, is and I'm not going to get into a lot of the demographics there. I'm just using this as an example because, guys, you've got to know this. And I use this as an example because all of us know and we can relate to this. If you know anything about what's been going on, all I'm telling you is, is if you're not on the right side of what they believe, they're going to persecute you. Christian freedoms is going down the toilet. 
our liberties, going down the toilet. I know what a toilet is. That's where it's going. And here's the thing. You're going to have a choice. The choice is, am I going to stand up for his word? Because he's going to give us plenty of opportunity. He's given us plenty of opportunity now. He will continue to give us plenty of opportunity to do what we need to do. Because I'm just telling you here, why are people crazy? Because they exchange the truth for a lie. And you know what? They can't fix it. They will forever be crazy. Unless by some miracle they can find a place of repentance. And I will tell them you can have that. I don't know if I've ever seen in the scripture where he turned somebody over that they came to repentance. I've been looking in the scripture, but if it's there, I'd love to know where it's at. Because I have hope. I have hope for everybody that can come to repentance. Amen? Because I want to be able to have that hope. If I goof. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm telling you is, is this. Is this is where we're at today in our society. Halisa says it like this. Every generation has their tribulation. Guys, we're in our tribulation. We're in a tribulation period now. There's no doubt that what's happening. Is Yeshua going to come back this Sukkot? I have no idea. I don't know if it's next year or the year after. I don't, I don't get into dates and all of that. I do know the seasons because the seasons are playing according to the Scripture and the feast. But here's the thing. The thing about it is, is I can tell you, we have a decision that we have to make. Yahweh holds us responsible for what we do in the time that he put us on this earth and the time that we're supposed to minister his word to the nations. And whether we minister it and it all comes out great, or if we get crucified upside down like Peter and him, whatever happens is just amen. That's just whatever happens. But the thing about it is to know this, that our life is short here on this earth. And as you, once you get a little bit older, it gets a little bit shorter, it seems. But the thing about it is eternity is sort of a long time. And so we just definitely, yes, right, eternity of heaven or eternity in hell, that's sort of a long time. That's sort of a fixed fixture, however that works. But what I'm saying is, is this, guys, is that we need to make sure our calling and election sure. Because when I read this scripture, and I know we've, we've studied this before in years past, and I brought it back up today because this is so, these people know they're doing wrong, and they're approving it. That's scary. When they know that they're going to be destroyed by a creator anyway, and yet they still are egging people on instead of repenting and coming to know the creator. That is a scary, you, that's a person you don't want to go up against because that person has no conscience. He has no moral compass. He doesn't care about life or death. It doesn't matter to them. And that's, that is a crazy place to be. But yet, do what? It is a dangerous place to be. So, to make this thing a little bit lighter than the darkness that we just come down to, and it's this, that we're not destined to this way of life. We're not destined to wrath. The Father has really and truly now, He's given us opportunity. He's given us opportunity to be able to minister to those because there's a lot of people out here. You might not can help the, the top person who Satan's got control of. 
But all of these people underneath that's been deceived, you can minister to them, and they can see the error of their ways, and they can repent. Because most all of us probably, if we're old enough, has probably been in that direction before. If you ever went through the 60s, you know what I'm talking about. In the 60s, there was some crazy stuff going on. Well, 70s too. That's right. So I'm just saying, guys, this is what we're up against. We can control this part. We need to make sure we don't get into this part because Yahweh is telling everybody there's no excuses. Amen. Redeemer of Zion. The glory.